There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode of Get It Off Your Breasts. We are very excited to be back in your ears. I'm Emma Gannon. And I'm Leanna Bird. If you do enjoy this episode or any others, just a quick reminder, please do rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps other people to find the podcast. And we really, really appreciate it. We also really appreciate our fabulous guest this week. It's comedian Shazia Mirza. Shazia, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We've been um, wanting to get you on for a while, actually, haven't we? Yes. And um, I know you've got a really juicy topic to get off your breasts today. Yes. Um, Well, basically, my house got flooded when uh, there was two inches of snow just a couple of weeks ago. And Britain (laughs) came to a standstill and nobody could cope and everything was cancelled and broken. And the flat above me flooded. There was a burst water tank and it came through to my flat, flooded my entire flat. So I rang up my insurance company and they put me on hold for two hours. They played, <laughs> but you know what? They did play Frank Sinatra, so that was fine. Uh, really nice music. And then eventually they answered the phone. The phone call lasted about maybe at 60 seconds most when I explained to them the situation and what had happened. Put the phone down and then I got bombarded with emails and texts asking me how I felt that the call went. Oh. Uh, did you enjoy this phone call? If, if you did, answer yes or no. On a, on a rating of one to four, how do you think <laughs> Emily was towards you? Was Emily helpful? Yes or no? And, and was Emily helpful? <laughs> no, not particularly. And then there were, I got another text message. Would you recommend Emily to your family or friends? was it an enjoyable experience it was absolutely unbelievable and once you'd answered one question they they then sent mm-hmm. you another text as a follow-up another another question another question i those texts and phone calls took up more of my time <laughs> than the actual complaint that i made which was 60 seconds mm. on the on the phone and they wanted me to give ratings <laughs> and feedback and reviews. A survey? Did you get a survey in I there? Got, I did. <laughs> uh, we would like to get you to complete a short survey, yeah, which just took up half of my day. Um, and then emails as well. Oh, God. And this is relentless now <laughs> when you go on to TripAdvisor or any of these mm. sites to book a holiday. Yeah. You know, did you find this useful? You book a flight. Were they helpful? <laughs> How did you find it? They do it on eBay. So have yes. you ever bought anything? And you buy, you're like, you're like, you get like, I don't know, like a DVD. So it's just mm. like a nice film. And then they're like, how did you find the mm. DVD? Will you rate me? And you're like, but it's it's a DVD. Mm, like, yeah. how can I rate you? What, but how great you were at packaging? Yeah. Do you think though, like, obviously it's really, it is so annoying, yeah. but kind of good in a way that customer service is like going to a new level, but too far. But do you think like poor Emily as well? Like, because she's getting That's like, what I pressure. kept thinking. I kept thinking, is this feedback going to go to Emily? Like, if I give her a four instead of a one, is this going to get back mm. to her that she, you know, one of the questions was, did she have a friendly manner? I don't know. I just spoke to her for 67. I never saw her face. It was on the phone. But is this going to go back to her? Will she lose her job? 
and you know I felt like oh my god I don't want to give anybody a bad rating yeah. and then yeah. I think oh my god karma you know will I get a bad review for my next gig I don't want <laughs> this to come back on me I, I feel like yeah. it might be Uber's fault like I don't know whether, oh. whether they were the first ones to really stop doing it but I, I, that was the first time uh, I became really aware of the whole rating system mm. because you get an Uber and you have to rate your driver mm. and then they rate you as well yeah. which is kind of weird yeah. and then you, you see your rating and you're like I don't know 4.1 and you're like hey, well who's been what, what have I done and then we're all like paranoid to be like yeah. to act I, how also, we with really Uber, overnight with Uber it's like it doesn't matter on you well they don't care like if they give you a low rating because they're just going to affect the fact that you can't get a cab whereas if you rate them badly they might not get their next job yeah so I think it's but that's strange because normally when you get into an Uber I mean I just sit at the back and, and read my notes yeah. or read my book and I'm quiet I mean if you say very nothing, offensively reading if you say nothing and they say nothing and then they give you a bad review I think <laughs> Oh, yeah. what, what, what should I have chatted him up a bit more? But don't you think that's why as well? Like a lot of a lot of people like are trying to be almost overly nice and they almost make too much conversation yeah. now because everyone's so worried about yeah. the rating. Have you, have you seen that in Black Mirror episode? No. Have you seen it? Yeah, with the social rating. Yeah, and every and everyone has gets a social rating to so like when you leave here today after we finish the podcast, I would like rate you out of ten and like it's you just, see it and everyone's so cope. paranoid and spending their lives like basically being fake because we're so worried to get a bad review for anything I went to LA <laughs> recently and I, I got a, an apartment on Airbnb and I was just uh, t- the last two days I was panicking because I really wanted a really good review on Airbnb because I thought <laughs> if I don't get a good review then I won't be able to rent anywhere in the Cotswolds yeah. next week where I'm going yeah. so I was like cleaning for two days my, <laughs> my house is the, my house has never been that clean in my life I was scrubbing behind the floorboards and everything just so that I could get a good review I didn't actually give a oh, shit no. about the apartment so this is this is what like poor Emily has basically 24-7 in her job but this like perpetual state of paranoia but that's a really good point that Airbnb is like it's kind of I think the power used to be in our hands because we'd be like we're going to review you we're the customer we're always right and now we're getting reviewed back Yeah. yeah and then it's hard for you to book places if you've got a bad review so is it just that it's gone too far because obviously there are some services like Airbnb for example where it is good to know that it's someone who's like a trusted person and they're not going to like I don't know steal your your money and Mm. you know or leave you on the streets without keys or something like that Um, but has it just gone too far now where like too many companies are trying to get it and everyone's trying to rate everyone is that is, do you think we need to just rate it back we a little bit we live in such a judgmental society mm. that we just we're judging people we're rating people we have never even met <laughs> like i've met this emily i don't know her she's probably really nice but i had to rate her for a 60 second phone call mm. and we're and we're having to judge people we're forced to judge people yeah and it's you, like tinder yeah it's like swipe 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 oh you judge people on their looks yeah Yeah. but even on skype now you make a phone call and then it comes up on the screen can you rate rate this call (laughs) well it was great we both had a laugh we both said what we wanted to say how'd you rate a call i'll tell you the only time i quite enjoy it the rating thing though is you know sometimes so like i usually get this with my mobile phone company so i'll call up and i'll try and fix something and it'll be such a nightmare and you have to wait like you said hours and the the whole music's terrible 
worst thing when the whole music is like the worst like lounge music ever and you're like please I mean Frank Sinatra you got I mean that was <laughs> <That's> dreaming <laughs> um, but you get you know and you just it's and the person's really not helpful they're a bit rude or whatever and then you can't be bothered to go and do an actual like customer complaint thingy because mm. you, who's got the time to do that but they do just send you a text saying how would you rate your last call and you just go zero would you recommend us to friends no and then you feel like you've kind of vented a bit of your rage and you haven't had to bother going to like the extremes of writing like but a letter but does that do any good I don't know does it I guess I don't know because I, the customer service is still shit yeah it's true but why, why, <laughs> can't, not why in this day and age can we not speak to a human being oh, quickly God, yeah like I, I I really I think I can deal with most things in life but if you put me on hold on those dial one dial two yeah. dial three calls like I, I have like a breakdown you I, see people shouting at phones going one one no I really, and it's a machine I really like someone to do like an actual like scientific research into how like speaking to these like robotic voices and you know like if you have this problem try this it's because you're um, angry how, how it raises yeah. like your cortisol and your stress levels because I actually think like not speaking to a human being mm. is making us all have like mm. way too much totally. cortisol like zooming through our bodies all the time it's because you've got this like peaceful robotic voice going press two and you're like I'm so angry and I need to talk to someone immediately. But also, and you're then not they giving... go, then they go. I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> or they're just not—they're not giving you the option that you're looking for. You're like none of the above. Yeah. Where's the option for none of the above? I'm sorry, I didn't understand. Because <laughs> you're a machine and I'm not. And I'm angry. <laughs> I mean, they must get confused with accents, with tone, yeah. with diction. Yeah. I mean. It's, I think it's really terrible for the human being that we're not speaking to other human totally. beings. Totally. And, and that's, a, you know, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but again, you know, the idea of things being roboticized, so like workers being replaced, mm. like, you know, in supermarkets now, you often have to go and just swipe your own stuff and you lose that kind of human connection a little bit. And I think, and it makes you a little mm. bit more angry because when you're, you know, trying to swipe your shopping and it's not going through, mm. you have to wait and call someone. It just makes mm. you just, it's all just leading to us being all more stressed all the time. Mm. I think just a kind of general level, like bubbling upwards. I came through Heathrow yesterday and from the time I got off the plane to the time I got home, I didn't speak to anyone. There was no people at Heathrow. We had to put on passports through a machine. Some people couldn't work the machine and they had to stand on the side and wait for people to come to help them. And you've been on a 13-hour flight. That's the problem. That, That can really wind you up. And also, I don't think it's hard now really to do like a human action that makes people feel good like Pret have been in the news loads haven't they because they just give out free coffees yeah and it's almost like why don't we just go back to basics just like human to human yeah what, why do they give the free coffee so they just hand them out they can like they can basically if you're like a really nice customer and or they're just you know having a nice chat to you they could just go you know what have your coffee for free like they've been given the authority by Pret to actually do that and it just means that sometimes it like it really brightens your day yeah up. it just it just not, it it's not it's not you're going why haven't I got one of them yet what am I doing I am always <laughs> but you know what comes back to the rating thing now we're going to be super nice to every time you go and get a Pret coffee like hi how was your day oh, uh, this is great I think Are sometimes they do it when you look really miserable yeah, because they're like oh, you look nice. like you're having a bad day. We've got to work out how to crack that system. Is yeah. that a new thing they've got going? Then? Yeah, and it's what it seems to be working. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will move on to my next topic because I want to get something off my breast today as well. Um, and it's about this whole idea of people being cancelled. So I don't know if you've ever been on Twitter and social media when like someone says something and it's maybe a bit tone deaf or offensive or just really strikes the wrong chord or possibly a soundbite out of a really long interview was pulled out by a journalist and has been like posted everywhere and they were taken a bit out of context but whatever they've said that's kind of um upset the majority or the masses um on Twitter there's this whole like it seems really easy to just go right that person is cancelled and I feel like that's such it, Gen Z speak isn't yeah it? But, but it's also it feels it feels like first of all like at what point did we stop encouraging people to have opinions that we disagree with like shouldn't we be able to encourage that but then disagree with them back and prove them wrong if we think they're wrong but also I feel like it's reducing an entire person's life and work down into this one thing that they've said and Mm -hmm. like so loads of people there's loads of examples of it happening recently um there was I don't know if you remember it was quite ridiculous, but the whole, like, Doritos for women thing. Do you remember there was, like, um, Doritos decided they were going to, like, do a special, like, less licking your fingers and less crunchy or something like that, basically, like, marketed for women. And everyone was, like, furious about it. And it was a ridiculous concept, to be honest. But this woman, who's this in- Indian woman, she's CEO of this company, and she's done so much. I mean, she's literally been voted, like, the first woman to do this for, you know, business women in India. She's done, like, she's been, like, on the top list of, like, c- CEOs in the world. Like, she's she's absolutely incredible. She's got, like, something like 15 degrees. And she was basically, had her whole life's work reduced. Like, she has been cancelled because of this one idea that was so tone deaf and so wrong she's over and it's i just it made me really angry because why can't you just say that was a shitty idea or she said something really stupid okay i disagree with it why cancel an entire human is that being? what it's called being cancelled yeah so you're like <laughs> do you remember when the whole me too movement was yeah, happening and, yeah. and matt damon spoke and said you know what i think was a really stupid move um and he said at some point something along the lines of you know, everyone's got to remember there's the good guys, you know, some of us are good guys too, and which was completely missing the whole point of the whole movement. Also, Matt Damon just stopped talking about this. This is not your issue. Um, however, you know, he is a person who obviously has a lot of thoughts, a lot of opinions. He's done a lot of good stuff in his life. And just, he, he wasn't saying like the, you know, the most monstrous thing in the world. He said something that was really off key, really tone deaf and really stupidly, you know, ill thought through. But everyone was just like, Matt Damon is cancelled. He's over. <laughs> that's it I will never see a film of his again and I just I feel like we're like shaming people from sharing their opinions and I feel like I'm a bit scared now sometimes like even on this like on this podcast or on Twitter sometimes you just have to like you find yourself stopping before you say what you really think because you're so nervous like oh my god what if everyone just cancels me (laughs) I feel like though those hashtag movements last like a day and then they're not really cancelled yeah but how is it horrible hashtag cancelled it's like it'd be like someone is it'd be like Damon is cancelled or someone is cancelled as a comedian, though, do you find that obviously, like you, you need a freedom of speech when you're on stage and off God, stage? I think this is what I mean. I was cancelled twenty years. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I didn't realise this was going on. This cancelled thing. I know people block. I know like Piers Morgan blocks anybody that disagrees with his opinion. I know loads of people that've been blocked. Loads of comedians been blocked by Piers Morgan. Like, if you don't agree with what they say, you can block someone on yeah. Facebook or Twitter. This cancel thing is it mm. another kind of block. 
blocking really but it's but it's much yeah. more of a kind of mob movement it's, in a way yeah, because it's, like it's the hashtag. because it, you'll see like a trending like a trending um, so oh, be yeah. like um you know this person has been cancelled and everyone's talking about it and it, it becomes like a thing well and again i also feel like we're sort of dumbing ourselves down because we're not we're not taking their opinions apart and proving them wrong. We're just saying, oh, they're cancelled. But I, so I think, though, that it's a sort of mob mentality over something a little bit more trivial. Like, it's kind of a joke, like, mm. blah, blah, is cancelled. Like, no one put, like, Kevin Spacey is cancelled. And he actually is cancelled. Yeah. Like, yeah. He is genuinely cancelled. Like, he got cancelled, like, yeah. as in his show and his life. And, yeah. you know, that is a cancellation. And Harvey Weinstein, I mean, definitely. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, Harvey Weinstein is cancelled. Is that different? But, I, but but it's more like the whole idea of the you know this whole thing of like someone can say one misjudged thing or have one stupid idea mm. like the Doritos idea mm. or do one stupid campaign or mm. something and everyone's so quick to like just judge them I suppose mm. it goes back to what you were saying about being judgmental these days judge them like their entire life and career yeah. and personality on this one thing mm. rather than just thinking like we all say really stupid things at some points in our lives like thank god most of it's not recorded when we're saying it and you know we all make mistakes and I don't know I just feel like the kind of nuance has been lost a lot and it's just do you know what I think though I think people love to tear other people down who are successful and like golden kind of characters in the media like um, so you know Zoella who obviously is you know a millionaire kind of businesswoman but happens to be you know tarred with this brush of like you know fluffy YouTuber um she released an advent calendar in Boots recently and it was 50 quid. Well, it was over Christmas. It was 50 pounds, mm. this, this advent calendar. And basically, um, Zoella is cancelled was trending because they were mm. like, how can you sell an advent calendar to teenagers that's 50 quid? Like, most teenagers don't have that money. Like, their parents work so hard at their jobs to, like, buy your stupid mm. advent calendar. And then it was just, like, it trended for, like, a week and then sort of it, like it just resumed good. as normal it was it's almost just like a silly little because people don't have the effort to put in a, a, a cancelled campaign that's going to last two three years <laughs> but yeah it's, it's, it's it's still <laughs> but i still think it the, what it does to, to to us as people is it's just generally making us scared to say what we think now yeah because even though it does be... only last a week it's still quite I'm sure like some people have thicker skins than others but it can't be a nice thing to have just like suddenly like thousands of people just like whoa on your back and there's some people that really do deserve like we've you know I said there's some people that really do deserve to be in inverted commas cancelled but um, you know if you've said something really ill judged or whatever like be be told that and, and then like be able to still speak but be, I feel like it's a way of shutting yeah. people down a yeah. bit I would hate it if someone said like Emma, Emma Gannon is cancelled <laughs> like but I would I wouldn't be able to bounce back from that because you don't, I, really? you don't want to, you that would be really upsetting would you be alright with it are you no, like no, uh, well, or maybe a, good publicity as a comedian <laughs> you, you know we've had complaints many times over the years from yeah. people are offended you know it's a fashionable to be offended you know yeah. everyone's offended some people are offended and they don't know why and some people are offended on other people's behalf and in comedy people have always been offended or disagreed with things you've said. Look at, look, look at Ricky Gervais with his new Netflix special. Yeah. And people are just... I mean, he's been cancelled 50 times over in the past just 24 <laughs> hours. People have got hashtags going, oh, my God, he's... You know, it's all right for you to say that, oh, take the piss out of people who are being offended, but some people are genuinely offended. You know, he's an artist. He's a comedian. He's put out a piece of work, which is, as a comedian, not everybody's going to like, not everybody's going to think is funny or agree with. But to have everybody start all these hashtags and campaigns and uh, assault him online, yeah. it's just... What, what are your thoughts on Ricky Gervais? I think, I mean, he, The Office was great. I mean, it was a masterpiece. And he's done loads of great work. 
And you know what? He is very good. He says what he thinks. And mm. I, d- I think he's great. As a comedian, you, if you think about how the audience is going to react and respond, you will never do a good or a true piece of work. And that's about any but this artist. Is, and this is the thing, yeah. you know, even like for artists, it's most important in a way to be free because otherwise how can you create work? But I feel like it's going more than that to like everyone on social media is becoming to the point where they're tiptoeing around and they're scared to say anything to offend other people. But it's really interesting you bring up that whole point because we actually spoke about this exact topic um, about Ricky Gervais and the backlash and about offending people with um, Lolly Adafope yes, on one yeah. of our episodes. Um, and it's so it's really interesting because, yeah, we were kind of in, thinking like as comedians that there there is a, there would be much more almost tolerance of offence because you know that how almost important that you know being able to, to feel like not being scared to offend people is to comedy do you mm. think or well it's it's our right to offend and it's your right to be offended this is what yeah. freedom of speech is is that it, you can't work it can't work one way i can't say I, it's okay for me to offend you and then not allow you to be offended and do, you, and do you think it's okay to offend someone who's like more vulnerable than you? So that's what we were talking about, like with the transphobic jokes and Ricky Gervais, rather well, than rather than offending someone who's more powerful than you. It depends on the comedian. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing jokes about, say, black people or disabled people or, or transgender people because a I'm not those things, and I don't understand what it's like to be those things. Mm. So I wouldn't make jokes about that. But also, I wouldn't like to feel superior over somebody mm-hmm. that is disabled or, you know, black or, or who, who might be seen as having a disadvantage to me. But there's other comedians that are, well, are happy and fine with that. And I respect their right to the, have the freedom to say whatever they want. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, such an, and I also think with Ricky Gervais, like, you know, I was really angry at him for that humanity. Like, I was disappointed you know with it and and as a f- true fan of his i i was just like oh that that's not what i liked about you these sorts of jokes but i can't stop talking about it so actually did he was it successful yeah do yes. you think he really thinks those things that's the difference between somebody that's just a comedian just saying things yeah. to get a laugh and a joke or if it is it someone that who actually thinks those things and believes those things i feel like though if he went on as david brent like that would make me really laugh and I probably would have laughed at all those jokes but him going on as himself disappointed me because but, but it a, is a persona like because when a comedian goes on as their self you are really essentially giving your point of view on a subject that mm. you feel so if I go on and do jokes about transgender people it's because Shazia Mirza thinks those things yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you're not hiding behind anything. You're representing yourself when mm. you say those things. Yeah. So you have to own up to it and say, yes, I do think those things. Mm. I do believe these things. You can't just say it's a joke. I know you can say the most awful thing and then just say it's a joke, but you have to own yeah. that if yeah. you're going to say it as a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I just thought, I thought a bit less of him, but only because I was like, a lot of what he's saying on stage, it was like stuff that like Trump supporters would say, you know? There are a lot of people that do think those things. Yeah. I mean, his fan base on Twitter is full of the same people that follow Piers Morgan. Like, and that's what made me uncomfortable because I was like, do I want to be a fan of Ricky Gervais? Like in and amongst these really sort of bigoted people. But who follows Piers Morgan? Who are his supporters? The same people, like kind of alt-right Really? But he's very anti-gun, you see, in Piers Morgan in America, and they turned on him. Yeah, and also Ricky Gervais is very pro, like, animal rights, so he gets a lot of the kind of more, like, left-leaning, I suppose, like, animal Mm. activists following him too. So it's 
it's always going to be a mix, isn't it? Yeah. But it is interesting. I was I was saying to Emma before you came. Actually, my my partner's a comedian, and we were talking about the. Um, I mean, he doesn't. He his comedy like veers. It's not observational, and it veers very far away from offending people. So he talks about like magical surreal stuff rather than you know real life people or you know or groups of people. Um, but he still defends in a way like you do mm. the right for mm. other comedians to do it. He just thinks it's a lazier form of humor, and actually, it's kind of easy to pick on someone more vulnerable than you and make that funny and make everyone else laugh in a room. And it's, it's, it is a little bit bullying tactics in a way sometimes, but he's like, even though he doesn't like it and he thinks it's kind of lazy comedy and actually not the kind of thing he would ever want to do himself, he still thinks it's important for comedians to be yeah. able to do that. I should say that because there's a lot of people talking about it and thinking about it and agreeing with Ricky Gervais. Mm. There are a lot mm. of people that do think that about transgender people. Yeah. But then is he perpetuating that? Well, mm. I don't think he can make people believe a certain thing through his mm. comedy or think a certain way. They have to already have that thought in them. And he probably maybe just reinforces that thought. But maybe he has a, does he have a responsibility as like a, a rich, powerful white guy to not be like encouraging people to think that it's okay to laugh? I don't know. I it's, think most mm. comedians don't think about the audience. Yeah. Otherwise you can't say what you really mm. want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh! It's, yeah, no, it's, it's really a, it's interesting really to interesting get two two different perspectives, though, as well from two different female comedians, because it just goes to show, like, this is not a clear cut black and white topic either. So, no, um, I thought he did think about his audience, and I thought it was very clever because he's there's a there's a lot of people that think that way. So I was like, oh well, you'll get some good sales. Mm. So my topic is I read a stat um, recently that said 5% of all web users would be willing to pay for the news. And so basically that's saying that's like a whole wealth of people who just expect free stuff, like free content. Um, we, we were reminiscing earlier about, you know, the Napster and LimeWire days where you were just like, what's it called, like torrenting? When you would just like rip free mm. music from the internet. And I remember doing that when I was younger. I also have friends in the film industry who are directors themselves, but they still download illegal free films. And I'm just like, well, where's the line? Because why are we not paying for stuff? Why are we not respecting the art forms? You know, why do we just expect to watch stuff on YouTube for free? Um, I watch a lot of comedy on YouTube. I'm like, does that, that's kind of not helpful, is it? Like to a whole kind of, uh, audience online who just like download stuff and watch stuff for free and journalism is sort of crumbling this is a big topic mm, obviously but mm. I just thought what are your thoughts on it and do you think that we need to be more responsible for like buying things independently well we live in the celebrity culture and I know loads of you know young girls who are like bloggers and they call themselves bloggers I know this one girl she's a blogger and she loves beauty products so she started a blog on Instagram about beauty products she's not an expert she doesn't have she's not a beautician she emails like loads of different like Clarins and Elemis and they send her free stuff and she just does a video of herself using it and puts it on Instagram and she gets all free products never mm. pays for anything and then I know this other girl who was in a reality TV show who gets free flights. Hmm. And anywhere she wants to go, she emails an airline. They give her a... Because she's got, like, two million followers on Instagram. And she said, all I have to do is take a picture of myself on the airline and put it on Instagram. And they give me a free flight. And I think once... All right, for some? <laughs> once you start getting stuff for free, 
you think, why do I have to pay for anything? Mm. I, I've got a million followers on Instagram, a million on Twitter. I'll just write to someone. They'll give me something for free and I can just promote it and get free, mm. like, free stuff. Did you read that news um, article? I think it was in like a local paper, but this um, YouTuber who has like 750,000 followers on YouTube emailed a small local hotel in Kent, I think. It was Dublin, I think. Or Dublin, yeah. sorry, Dublin. And um, the hotel owner's reply went viral because he posted it on Twitter and it was like, basically, you know, dear YouTuber, what makes you think that we would ever have you stay for free? Who would pay the caterers? Who would pay the cleaners? Who would pay me? We're a small business and like we're offended by your request. Mm. And it went everywhere because it was almost like, I don't know if anyone had ever said no to her before. But isn't also I sort of thought that was a bit off. But, but in a way, I mean, that's what PRs have been doing forever. I mean, people have been sending free products to, you know, influencers and high-profile people or, you know, free dresses or free jewels to dress people going to the Oscars, whatever, you know, for a long time. But in a way, the problem is, is that now everyone in the mm. world wants stuff for free so like you said we're not paying for music anymore the way we used to we're not paying for films for tv um for comedy because we just expect that we can get content for free like i mean i'm annoyed when i go to like um certain newspaper um websites and they're like you have to subscribe i'm like why i can get free news mother you know you get kind of a bit and then front of it, then you remember because the people doing this job need to get paid mm. and the problem seems to be as well uh, uh, that if, you, if we're not paying for it, then the creators, the artists, the content creators aren't getting the same money and the same budgets that they used to. So firstly, like, it's more hard for them to make a living. So people, I suppose, would be put off from, you know, eventually give up. But also, they're not getting the budget. So, like, do you find that? Do you think that, like, over the years in comedy, like, the budgets and things like that have been slashed in order to make shows yeah. or, like, support comedy? Because there's just not the same money. Yeah, I mean, there's be. hardly any comedy clubs anymore. I mm. mean, the, those rooms above pubs where I could do three gigs a night, that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. And, um, and and I get asked to do so many gigs for free. Yeah. Even that's, I, 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 I find that shocking, that, I don't like, mind considering you're so established. I don't mind if it's charity, but I just get asked to do and so much for free. But I also get people asking me, do you get stuff for free? People say that to me. Do you get free stuff? <laughs> I've had so many people ask me that recently. Do you get free what stuff? Like what? Like what? What? <laughs> free stuff? Do you get free stuff? Because people think, oh, if you're famous or if you're well known, do you get free stuff? What do you get? <laughs> what they want a little piece? They want like, like hand it over. I'm like what? Free stuff? Like I've never heard. People this. love free stuff. Yeah. Like, but they have seems... no value for it. You have no value for stuff that's free. I, I saw a really yeah. lovely documentary. I don't know if either of you saw it, but it was about, um, I think it was about like the whole like jazz era. And it was talking about how um, it, it was like, I think it was in the, like the 50s or 60s. It was in sort of West London and how basically a record would come over uh, like of the new like jazz musician from America or something like that. And everyone would be so, like one person in London would basically have this record and people would hear. So like there'd be like you know the word of mouth had spread and, and they would go and turn up at this person's house and knock on the door and be like we hear you've got this record and here they'd be like yeah and they'd have like a listening party and everyone would crowd around and it was so special because well firstly this person had like paid for this actual thing yeah. and everyone had had to like you know really like work hard and almost to track it down and find it and it became special and do you think now that because we get things for free like because we expect to download music for free or stream it you know for a subscription a small subscription fee and films and things like that that actually, like, the value to us mm. has been lost. Well, maybe yeah. we don't care as much as well because it's, like, 
an iTunes playlist isn't the same as having physical CDs in the living room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we live in a celebrity culture where everybody sees Kim Kardashian getting stuff for free and they want to get stuff for free and they want to live a celebrity lifestyle but they don't want to pay for it. Yeah. They don't yeah. value it. I remember growing up and I had no money and I'd save up 50p a week and then I'd buy myself a pair of tights or something. And I'd really love those tights because I worked hard for that and I saved up for it. And I really, it felt like an achievement that I'd bought this myself. If people send you stuff for free, you have no value for it. You haven't worked for it. You mm. haven't struggled for it. And I, and I think that's our culture. We live in a throwaway culture as well. You buy cheap stuff, throw it away, I'll get another one. Is that also part enough? of yeah. things going digital as well? So there's less, thi- like you don't, you don't hold something in your hand, like you know, mentioned vinyl records or like a, a DVD or something like that. Like but also now not getting becoming, out as much, like you were yeah. saying, like no one's going in real life to see, you know, when you pay a physical ticket. Or even like a newspaper, like we used to get, everyone would have like a newspaper in the morning over their breakfast. Like now I check Twitter for news in the morning. Yeah. Or like I go do on, pay like, for the Times Online because I think I can't be bothered to go to the shop and get it but I will. I still want it but, but I mean you don't have that physical thing do you think that everything going digital means that we therefore just like automatically will value it as worthless because it's not an actual thing I, reckon. No, I, I don't pay for the Guardian and I value that so much I read it every yeah. day if I had to pay for it I would pay for it they, yeah. they have that thing on the end of the Guardian article donate. saying please donate yeah. I find that a little bit I find it kind of cringe that they do that. Well, Wikipedia, like they're like, doing please donate, too. and I'm like, just either say you've got to, you've got to pay. Gotta pay. Not, yeah. But having this weird grey area of like well, begging very, for money. That's a very lefty thing, though. Donate, yeah. donate, pay what you want. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Donate what you want. Oh, Wikipedia, <laughs> Wikipedia started doing that too, haven't they? Oh yeah. Saying like we're a free service, but please can you? They need pay? I want donations because they keep like they're very behind like wikipedia pages aren't up to date anymore but i used to find it so interesting or not interesting kind of weird and annoying that like a celebrity like say victoria beckham she's already got millions and millions and millions and she would get free stuff i'd be like so you're rich and you get free stuff because people like how does that work they're gonna wear it yeah so if they wear it they'll get free publicity out of that but it's like, well, do they spend any money then? Because you'd think you can afford the Chloe bag. It's definitely not fair. It's like really not fair, but it's, but it's really understandable. Yeah. Because it's a business the business, thing. where they want to make money and they'll sell out if someone who's considered a fashion yeah. icon is wearing it. But it, it's really unfair. So it's basically you've won the lottery twice. Yeah, like the more successful and rich you get, the more you ha- the less you have to pay for stuff. And it's the same, I'm sure, with like restaurant reservations and everything. Like you probably don't need to get, you know, into every place in the world because you, you know, you've, you've got... That's yeah. sorted in a way, but you will be. You just have those doors yeah. open to you. And those people that get free stuff are then called influencers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get what some free stuff, but I don't think it's like the influencer thing. I think it's more like I get sent free books. That's why I get sent because I do book reviews. Mm. But but then it's good you're even getting sent books because that's what I mean. Like most people just like download a book now or. And I don't know, but then, but then, is that also like us being a little bit old-fashioned? Like, I, I always feel it a bit sad that we're losing like this whole value of buying things now, and you know, and that art is losing so much funding. And mm. you know, you know, you have a TV show like More Common Wise would get millions of people because there was only a few channels and everyone yeah. watched, so they'd get massive budgets and can make amazing shows. And I always feel sorry for the content creators now who just having that budget slashed and slashed and slashed because less people are watching it because they're all watching it for free. But is that me being really old-fashioned and like stuck in the past? And is it like that actually the creators and the sort of technology providers need to just think clever, you know, a bit more cleverly, like Spotify or Netflix? Well, I think Netflix, Netflix is yeah. a lot of money. Netflix has so much. Are they giving it back to 
they gave it creators. they paid Dave Chappelle sixty million okay. for three one hour specials on Netflix. People are getting millions. That's because, great. Because on the well, other it's hand, good that at least they have budget, they have creative ideas, and they've got the talent, and they're paying them. Yeah, but on the other hand, like a service like Spotify, their revenue has gone up massively, but their payment to musicians has gone down. But like so. The art, even though Spotify are finding a way to make money out of this whole like streaming thing, and they're being really successful at it, and people seem willing to pay for that, um, the artists are still getting less money, so the musicians are not seeing as much, and so you know that doesn't seem fair. No, know? that doesn't. That doesn't. They should do. It would make more sense if they were doing the Netflix approach. Yeah, and it just feels like if someone's worked really hard, whether they're a comedian, an artist, a you know a hotel owner, that you should you should pay for it because you know that that person has created work and has put time into it and they need to get paid too surely yeah. what, what kind of stuff do you get asked to do free you said like i mean just anyone's i get asked to do free gigs sometimes uh can you just come and do this gig i'm sorry but we don't have any money just for like a just a normal comedy mm, night yeah that's, so that's we don't annoying. have any money but then people are still buying the tickets to come see you right so who's getting that money that's the question isn't it mm, it's like yeah someone's making money out of you but yeah. they don't want you to get it back yeah and, and it's really annoying when you turn up somewhere and there's like 500 people and you think, oh my God, I'm only getting 100 quid. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, no, I find it, I find it all quite baffling. I think like Amazon is not great, but I still use it. Like I always say that I would go to an independent bookshop and buy like a, a hardback copy for like 20 quid because that is supporting the author. But then if it's like 6.99 on Amazon can't really blame anyone for wanting that cheaper deal yeah. but maybe it's just being more aware of like where your money's going i don't know yeah and just finding new ways of i guess you have to be finding new ways of creating revenue for the creators so you have to be a bit you know like a musician might now when they wouldn't have before like score an advert or something and you know or do a corporate gig or something like that because yeah. actually people understand now that they're not making money through the same traditional routes they used to yeah. and doing it themselves putting on their own things like the rise of podcasts for example the fact that people put on their own yeah. evening events it's like mm. well at least in some ways the creators can get 100% of the revenue themselves mm. But it's yeah. like, okay, start doing your own gigs and invite people to do it for free for you. And start like just turning the tables, get everyone. I mean, in. I'm on tour. I mean, it's just uh, people pay. I mean, people pay to come, and then I I do the show. Well, that's what's great about live, isn't it? Because you can you know you can get you can download a film for free or a song for free yeah. or get sent, but you can't experience a live no. gig unless you actually go. So you do have to buy that comedy ticket. Has, is really a live. Thing. I can't yeah. wait. To, I'm going to come to your. What, so can, um, can you tell our listeners about the tour? Yeah. It's called With Love from Saint-Tropez. I'm doing Soho Theatre next month for a whole week. Amazing. Yeah, and I'm, do, I'm on tour all around the country. Brilliant. And, and you can, they can get tickets off my website. So April, or you're going to be... I'm on, I'm on tour now. I started it last month. When does your tour end? June. Brilliant. So Great. Plenty of at shaziamurza.com. Shazia-murza.com. Yeah. Great. Brilliant. Oh, thank you well, so much. See you. Yeah, thank you. On. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. We're so grateful to have you listening into our podcast. If you liked it, please make sure you go on iTunes, go on the Get It Off Your Breast page and rate or review us. And we have one more episode of this season. Ah, I can't believe season two is nearly over. It's gone so quickly and we've had so many incredible guests, but we have one last little special card up our sleeves. We are going to be joined next week by the brilliant award-winning journalist and author, Bryony Gordon.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.